We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. All right, welcome everyone to Biting the Bullet. Today, we have, a, actually, we should have had this guy on a very long time ago. We just never got yeah, around to car. it. Before, before fucking car, car. um <laughs> that we won't talk about that we might even we might even go back and erase those episodes after this one but um today we have on rollo he is the host of the rollo and slappy show and uh this is your first time rollo so welcome to the show my friend thanks for having me on um i wish i knew that this was a mustache event <laughs> i would not have uh, gotten rid of mine <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, when I saw I just you didn't... at Childerberg, yeah, Go when ahead. I saw you at Childerberg, I was like, oh, Luke, dude, Rollo has like this really intense, like 80s porn stash. So we got to like, <laughs> I was like, I knew the filters for the Zoom were on here. So I was like, or I think it was actually more Luke's idea. I think he was playing with it. And that's what you were doing before you showed up. And I was like, oh, we should just leave him on because he'll have like a mustache. <laughs> and then you show up and you already shaved. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> Well, I thought they were real when I came. So they're they're pretty convincing. So they look good. I wish I could do this in real life. I was telling you before. I just I'm a, a yeah. baby faced motherfucker. And so is Typo. That's probably why we're friends, because, you know, we just stick together. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they don't look too bad. The only time it goes away is like when my hands in the way or that's really it. I can turn. It doesn't it stays on there pretty good. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm convinced that I have a mustache now too. Like, <laughs> uh, but every time uh, your face pops up for when you're talking, you're going, ah! <laughs> oh shit. What's that? What's that was that? nice. That, that was not, that was the one nice thing when I finally shaved it off. I didn't get scared every morning when I looked in the mirror the first time. <laughs> Don't rape me. <laughs> yeah. What's this saying, dude? It's like every, every uh, rapist or no, every, what is it? The fuck. Every rapist has a mustache, but every man with a mustache is not a rapist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I can, I can. I didn't know where he was going with that, and I was really nervous for it. So I, thought, I couldn't remember, dude. I couldn't remember how it went. And I had to make sure I said it right. But Rollo, it's it's the same thing as. Oh, I was go just going to say it's the same thing as uh, every every square is a rectangle. Well, not every rectangle is a square. Right. Exactly. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't know shapes. Yeah, I I don't. I failed geometry. But (laughs) when I told you that, like, I tagged you in that Bitcoin episode, we kind of did. Well, we didn't really do a whole Bitcoin episode. We only talked about it for like 20 minutes. We were pretty serious when we said that we buy Bitcoin because Rollo and Carr told us to. Like that, (laughs) that was where you guys kind of like, 
uh, at least gave us a little bit more knowledge about the subject where it made us comfortable be like, okay, well, there's smarter people than us doing this. So maybe it's, maybe it's better to do this. But- well, I appreciate that because it means that we're not like total retards to people that you. Yeah. You, you can, <laughs> yeah, you can I talk to I- the common man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the less than common man, depending on how you want to look at it. But I, uh, you are like probably one of the most bullish that at least that I first encountered and the ones that uh, are pretty hard pressed on it and enough to where you even talk about getting uh, what you call get on zero. Yeah, I told I I told typo before you popped up. I was like, I wish I had the same belief that you do in Bitcoin. Uh, I wish I had that in myself because you're so confident. on Bitcoin, (laughs) Dude, it's. It's crazy because I'm not used to having this confidence in like anything. Um, you're used to it's, it's especially for like making predictions about kind of like global things um, and kind of big picture stuff. Uh, and, and you ask any Bitcoin or this, we're not, it's, it's weird that we're calling the shots the way we are. Um Speaking of car, I mean, uh, man, it was it was like two years ago. I think it was right before all the the COVID nonsense. The car and I did an episode about like kind of uh, the global game theory around Bitcoin, about how like nations and uh, nation states were going to deal with it, and we were not quite right about the real specific stuff, but like overall, kind of what we were talking about, like we were kind of right on with it and we, and we recorded another episode, I don't know, a couple of months ago, kind of doing a recap of it. And it's like, it's scary. It's weird. I'm not used to like <laughs> being this right about stuff, but when you like understand the first principles and um, like something is as rock solid as Bitcoin and, you know, you go through all of these principles and ideas and you know every single person that ever talks to you about it brings up the same thing over and over again so you're well rehearsed and <laughs> like defending it and um so when you when you know how bitcoin works and you know how money works and economic economics works a little bit and so you have this this thesis that bitcoin will work as long as it continues to you know be sound money as long as nothing affects the soundness of bitcoin then it's going to keep going and all it has to do is continue to survive that's it and so as long as there's nothing that's coming up and i don't perceive i haven't seen anything that threatens bitcoin's mission and i don't see anything that's going to happen the only thing that could happen maybe and that really wouldn't even really work that well is if every single country and like every single organization around the world colluded together to start mining bad blocks of Bitcoin. But then even still, they would have to do that forever and spend all of that money. Because as soon as they stopped doing it, all an honest miner had to do is just up, uh, up, oh, solve the block and all the nodes accept it. And then that's even just assuming that you don't have people say, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not colluding anymore because I can make money with Bitcoin. So it's just... It's it's a libertarian dream come true, and it's crazy okay. how it like popped. It's crazy how it like just popped in when we were probably at. I mean, obviously, it it, it came out in what two thousand eleven, nine, 
2009. You're right. 2009. So right after the giant fucking collapse of the United States federal dollar. um, And then going on into the process of the craziness of um, bailouts, the, the 99%, you know, uh, marches in New York and things like that all over the country. And then that spreading to all over the globe. Uh, And there's just, this libertarian dream. It's a wet dream for libertarians, basically. And it just pops up out of nowhere. And as it's gotten more and more um, popular, I guess, in the like general population, it's really shown to other libertarians like, hey, there's this thing out there that it's it's exactly what we've been talking about for as long as we've been talking about it. Yeah. And and I talk I've talked to Slappy about this all the time, almost whenever we bring up Bitcoin, is that when we first started doing our thing with McFlugel.com, like we started as a blog, and that was like eight, nine, ten years ago. And we were kind of, I mean, we're excited about it. We we're like, hey, this is our thing, we're gonna go do it. But we had this like daunting task of in the back of our minds thinking that like we have to convince everyone of this libertarian theory it's like mm-hmm. good luck with that so yeah. it was like extremely discouraging to be like wait like i can't even convince my own like fam immediate family of this stuff i'm gonna go out and like convert enough people in the world to like have some sort of political revolution where you know we have enough people that that reject the state that we're gonna have our you know anarchist society it was like no <laughs> it's, it's never gonna happen um, and then Bitcoin comes along and Bitcoin attacks in a very real way the power source of the state. The state gets money, it gets its power because it controls the money. And so we finally have this tool that attacks directly that. Everything else that, that people might do to try to attack the state, um, I'm not saying it's bad or it's it's a waste of time because there's there's plenty of things to do outside of bitcoin that can be helpful but if you're hanging your hat on like i don't know trying to convince you know 10 percent of the united states population to reject the government so we can have enough people to they kind of just have enough people to ignore the government to make it go away we've we've all talked to 10 percent of the population yeah <laughs> it's not it's not gonna work um, or, or just going, you know, trying to go out and, 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 and get a, you know, libertarian candidate for like, we see how just like utterly fruitless these things are not to say that in certain situations, or if you have certain talents or abilities that you want to pursue that, that's fine. But like your base of what you do has to be to reject the power source of the state, which is its ability to control the money supply. And if you don't do that, then what's the point of anything else? Because like you, like you be like the whole fiat system, the whole point of it is to make you a slave. And as long as you're participating in that in a real way, one, you're allowing them to take the fruits of your labor and to, you know, just basically fund themselves. And two, you're on their stupid little hamster wheel that makes you care about stupid stuff instead of being actually productive and creating wealth for yourself and those around you. 
that like then when you're when you're focused on like it makes you focus on stupid stuff that doesn't matter now because you're you're engaged in this fiat system which is extremely political now you have to care about what politician xyz is doing you have to care about what the geriatric retarded demented patient joe biden is up to whereas like if you reject all of that system and you're just operating on a bitcoin standard and you know that they can't touch it and you're saving in Bitcoin and you're living your life focused on just increasing your Bitcoin balance, something that you can actually control because they can't come and take it from you. They can't come and dilute it from you. You don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. And so you just focus on more important things in your life, which is creating wealth, solving interesting problems, and like just flat out enjoying life. Like we're on this, life is hard. Life can be miserable for a lot of it. So make it fun as best as you can. And when you're on this hamster wheel and you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week in your day job to collect a paycheck, and then you come home from work and you got to work another 10, 20 hours a week as a part-time job after that, just to manage your wealth because it's getting eviscerated by the loss of value of the dollar. I mean, that's no way to live. That's terrible. You don't work your, your full-time job to go and work a part-time job when you get home, but that's what trying to manage your, your finances are. And if you don't do that and you just hold, and hold dollars, you're getting wiped out. But if you're holding Bitcoin, you earn your paycheck. If you're not getting paid in Bitcoin, which most of us aren't, you immediately convert it to Bitcoin. And then you just do whatever else you want. <laughs> Maybe you want to make more money and that's great. Uh, or maybe you want to go, you know, go fishing or, or work on a garden. Those, those are things I like to do. Um, and maybe you'll go down the short run. Yeah. But I mean, if, if you understand the economics a little bit and, and the technical stuff behind Bitcoin, I mean, it's, it's on a, it's, it's a 10 mile long freight train going a thousand miles an hour. It's not slowing down or stopping for anything. So uh, if you have some patience and, and, and some savings build up, I mean, you just eliminate so much of the worry and nonsense in your life. Yeah, I, I think that's the hardest. I think that's the hardest part for me is because everybody's still at least the general population. Obviously, the majority of the libertarians that we talk to personally on a day to day basis, uh, they understand Bitcoin as you do or as like as much as I understand Bitcoin, which is it doesn't matter what the us dollar amount to me in my head it doesn't matter what the us dollar amount is in comparison to bitcoin like it has it has right. no bearing on when i buy it why i buy it it has no no bearing there um yep. but for the people that don't and i'm the worst at arguing it because for me it's just you know i can't even i can't even put together the the sound maximalist arguments because everybody else looks at it in dollars. And I'm like, I, I just tell people flat out, like, I don't look at it in the dollar amount. Like, I, I'm sorry. That's just not how I see it. I see it not just as the store of value that everybody wants to talk about it. I see it as this is what my, the monetary like policy and not even policy because it's not ran by a government, but this is what currency is going to be. This this is the currency that is going to be. It currently is now, but not enough people realize it. So this is why I buy it. And that's the only argument that I've gotten through on a couple people's heads. Um, 
but even with that, they're just like, you're fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's just how I get looked at. Yeah. It's tough for a lot of people. The, the most success I've had is just kind of like trying to explain what money is to them. Yeah. And, and talking about gold because people kind of understand gold. And when you right. explain how gold worked as a money, uh, there's a certain supply of gold that was circulating and everything. And if, and as gold became more valuable, um, it incentivized people to go get more gold. And as gold became more difficult to mine, it became more expensive to mine. So they would only add more gold as it became more valuable. And it only becomes more valuable as, you know, you increase the, uh, the size of your economy. So it had this very nice feedback loop of people are productive, um, under a gold standard because, you know, everyone wants, wants to get their hands on gold because it's the general medium exchange, it's the money and everything. And so that created an incentive to just add enough gold so that it's keeping things going smoothly. You know, there, there's, right. unless someone, you know, finds this mother load that was unexpected and, and adds this huge amount of gold into the supply, but that never really happened too much. But it was just like, and, and people, but people can understand that if you like step it out and lay it out, people can understand that. And then you say, all right, well then they changed it to this paper system where the money's not backed by gold anymore. You can't go to your bank and say, here's a $20 bill. I would like whatever was it, an ounce, an ounce of gold. Yeah. Whatever it is. Perfect exchange rate. You can't do that anymore. But what they do is they just like print month they just add more money to the supply and it's like what do you like would you rather your money be worth more tomorrow or less tomorrow well i think uh, like well i'd rather it be more yeah yeah but that's not gonna happen and like what do you if you had control the money printer what do you think is gonna happen yeah it's so (laughs) fucked up now because sorry typo this is my last thing it's so fucked up now because everybody that's in like our age age range you know you go from the millennial age range, I guess, you know, they were born in, I, I can't remember what it is. It's like the early or late or early eighties. I think it is, is the millennials. And then to, you know, 96, almost all of us were never like on the gold standard, like from right. when we were born. And so if you, if, if you don't even understand what the gold standard was, it's so fucking frustrating trying to explain that because they just see the u.s dollar it's like the u.s dollar and this is what i have it's funny you bring that up because it's i've the people i can explain bitcoin the most to are like old people yes because they had a gold standard and also young people tend to be more accepting of it because absolutely we're just we've just been totally screwed by the system and yeah. we're more used to having things digital the worst group the worst group for explaining bitcoin to and then just it's just the worst group in general are the boomers yeah because the boomers think that we're just retards about everything <laughs> yeah no matter yeah. what no and matter boomers what state of mind is. baby boomers right. state of mind and so they are just the worst trying to get through. But the thing is, you get one boomer and that boomer starts talking to his boomer friends mm-hmm. and his boomer friends would never listen to you. 
but when their boomer friend tells them something, then they listen. <laughs> and then the, you know, the one boomer you got will start directing them to you. And that, that's how I've seen it. Like I finally convinced my dad a little while ago and he doesn't get it. You know, you guys are, are farther, farther along than, than he is certainly with understanding Bitcoin, but he ended up buying, you know, a decent amount. And he started telling all his friends about it. And all his friends are like interested now because they have another boomer that like, <laughs> you know, it's the token <laughs> boomer, <laughs> right? Laid out the carpet for him and we're like, oh, it's, it's, it's like the, I don't know, like, you know, if you brought, you know, aliens down or something, I've never seen water before. And there's like a, yeah. a beach and like the, the one alien like dips his toe in the water and all the other aliens like, he didn't, he didn't fry. He didn't melt. And they all like run into the water <laughs> and, and have a good time. That's, that's what boomers are with like anything that didn't yeah. start in like 1970. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you and Carr probably had uh better, uh, well, an easier time convincing my father than I had. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like I, like I, I he yeah. thought I was into some weird scam online and i like and i wasn't putting like at the time i wasn't putting that much into it i was just putting a little bit of my paycheck into it so i wasn't even like investing as much as i am now but uh my dad is more i guess what's the generation before boomerish uh, he's like gen x but well he's no, gen x okay. but no my parents are gen x my well, parents I think he's are at the X. beginning. I think he's at the beginning of like Gen X. And yeah. so he's like Gen X, but with boomer tendencies. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> which, which tends to have, I mean, boom, like you said, boomers are state of mind. So there's boomers our age. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of it is just like, there's just, it's just natural that, you know, your kid and like your dad can't be cool. Dude, I know, especially when it same- comes to like money. When it comes to money right. and you start talking to your parents about money and investing and things like that, they just look at you as like their child. Yeah. Right. And what the it, fuck it goes do the you know way. about money? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No, you, you can't be, uh, uh, have like smart financial decisions. Just like we're looking at our parents, like, no, you can't be cool to like, like people my age. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny because like, you know, it, it, I see it more when I'm working. So I went to a, 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 a like a, a corrosion testing lab to drop off mm. a sample for work. And uh, I know the, the woman who kind of is, is one of the head people there. And so I was talking to her for a little bit and her daughter works there too. And we're talking about, you know, her family and everything and, and about how, you know, her kids are, you know, uh, some of her like college athletes. And she's telling me how tall everyone is in her, all of her kids are. And she goes, Oh yeah. And so-and-so she's like five eleven, So that's pretty tall. And like, she calls her daughter in to the room and she's like, Hey, what's up? She goes, Oh, you remember Rollo for you was here before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, yeah, we're just talking about that. You were five eleven, and we want to take a look. And like, she's way, her daughter's way closer to my age than I am to this, this woman's age. And she just like, she's like, was that it? And then just like bolted out. And like she can't have her mom be cool to a dude that's in his like early thirties. Yeah. Like it's, it's, that's it's, just it's the way. Awkward. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's just, cause I've seen it too, where it's like, my dad is, is, you know, has certain groups he hangs out with and there's all sorts of ages and there's someone my age. God, your dad's so awesome. Like, 
stop. Please yeah. don't say that to me. Dude, how do you think yeah. I felt at fucking Childeberg, dude? Your dad's the coolest, dude. Your dad's yeah. so cool. I'm like, shut he up, is. dude. I love your dad. Your dad's awesome. I hate you. Yeah, no, it's funny. And so like it, but it but I've I've realized it goes both ways because you start yeah. telling your parents about how the world works. Yeah. And they're like, hold on a second. Yeah. You're telling me how the world works. I'm the one that brought you into this world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's true. It's true. I was, uh, so I saw, I can't remember his name, some Indian dude that's pretty big in, he's big in that Bitcoin, you know, there's a bunch of them. So, uh, but there, there was this one that there was this one that he was talking about it and he was like the best way to, and he's not talking to like, he's talking to everybody, but a majority of his audience is like millennials. And he's like the best way to get into Bitcoin, if you're nervous about it is if you're in, if you have an investment portfolio or whatever, just invest 1% into Bitcoin, you know, just 1%. And I was like, that was, I think that's the only, like I, so I've been talking to my parents and my parents are, are young. My mom had me when she was 16. Her wife is only 14 years older than me, but I didn't meet her until I was 10. So they're, they're, they're very young. They're like right on that cusp between millennial Gen X and they're, winter my stepmom she's very uh gen x with millennial tendencies i guess you could say (laughs) or millennial with gen x tendencies (laughs) i think that's the best way to describe it and then my mom's like gen x or two or her core but you know that i talk to my mom about this all the time because we were obviously super close because of the way i grew up and uh it's like uh, she was still growing up trying to figure out how to be an adult with a kid. And then I grew up very quickly to become the other adult in a situation with an adult that was still trying to figure out how to be an adult. And so now I was like, super, I was a weird ass fucking kid, like just in general, like you're, when you grow up that way, you're just kind of become, you're in a weird niche. You're not as young as your friends at your age. You're too old for them, but you're not, old enough to be with your parents friends when they hang out so you're in this weird fucking scenario so i've always been super obsessed with politics and things like that but never been on the right side of it with my friends because my friends weren't into it and so when i started talking about big or one of the things that we always end up talking about is politics and i was like i don't really and i try to explain to them because they're they're like centrists like centrist centrists and it's it frustrates the hell out of me, but I love the shit out of them. But I was trying to explain to Winter because she's more monetarily minded. She's like more monetary minded. And she's really, she's, she understands what I talk about when I'm talking about, um, you know, how, what we do with the Fed is wrong and things like that. She gets it. And so I talk about Bitcoin. She's just like, I just don't know what the fuck it is. Like, I honestly just can't figure it out. So I just try to get her that 1%. I was like, just get 1% into Bitcoin. Because if you have all these things and the whole monetary system of the United States collapses tomorrow, I'd feel better knowing that you have 1% of your entire investment portfolio invested into Bitcoin like that. And it, and it's kind of worked and I need to make sure she gets on or I think she has a wallet already and then she started doing it, but I need to make sure that she has because it fucking worries the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, dude, it could collapse any day. It, it literally at this point, it could collapse any day. 
What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. Yeah, I mean, I think that is a good strategy for people is because you're not going to get someone who with no skin in the game to go and spend 10 hours, you know, reading, yeah. watching stuff about something that they think that is just way too confusing for them, where you just get them to like, do it because Bitcoin's yeah. not actually difficult to use at all. No, um, it's the same way you use but, a bank account. Right. Yeah, it's no different. And like, if you get that, cause, cause yeah, 1%, like if someone lost 1% of their portfolio, like who cares? Um, just everyone accepts that, Hey, I'm going to lose, like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. My 401k is going to be down 25%, 30%, 40%. And it's just like, oh yeah. So like, who cares about 1%, but, but everyone also kind of understands it. Like, all right. I don't understand this Bitcoin thing, but I also kind of have this understanding that it could just go absolutely insane, go 10, a hundred, a thousand X. So even 1% of your portfolio, if you go a hundred X, you've now doubled your portfolio, assuming everything else stayed the same. So it's like, where else are you going to be able to put 1% into something and just absolutely make it? So it's, it's not like, if you want to get like super uh, pure about the reason, Absolutely. like it's not the right way, but like, who cares? You're just trying to uh, whet their appetite a little bit. And when you start seeing Bitcoin, when you actually own Bitcoin and then you start paying attention to it a little more and you see the price go up and then you see the price go down and then you see it go back up. Especially as it goes up, you're gonna be like, wait, why, why is it doing this? And then yeah. you're just because you have just have that skin of the game, you care, start caring a little bit more and, and, and want to. Uh, and you learn about, learn about it. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing is you want to yeah. learn about it. That, and that's kind of what it happened to us. Go ahead, Typo. Yeah, I was just going to say, well, I mean, when me and Luke initially started buying in, it was like, <laughs> it was at like 65,000. <laughs> and we were like, dude, it's going to go up. It's going to go up. And then, I mean, but now, well, now I just assumed that I was going to, I just assumed I was like, this isn't going to be the price that it's going to be. Like, like, uh, you know, it's, I just assumed I'm going to see another drop in my lifetime. First, I saw what happened with the, the, the having that I remember, which was the most recent having and watch it go down to 3000 right before COVID and all that shit. And so like, I, yep. I was like, all right, there's still another having within my lifetime that I'm going to see. So I know that this price is going to go down. So like, I didn't give a shit. Like I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't care if it's at 60,000 anymore. I missed the 3000 fucking buy-in that I had and it could have taken <laughs> opportunity of, and I didn't. So I'm just going to fucking buy now because I don't want to take the chance of it ever fucking doing that again. And I'm going to be yeah. like, what the fuck? So like 20,000 right now, I'm like, whatever, dude, I don't give a damn. 
If it makes you feel better, uh, $65,000 is the price that I went in, got on zero on. So (laughs) I, it's just been going down the entire time, but it's still like, I wouldn't change my strategy at all. It's still like the best decision I made. Did it dropping down like that? Did it even make you nervous in any sense? Did you feel a little, little bit of uncomfortability at all? Nope. And then as you know, as it was like, it it went from 65 down to like 50 to 40. And I was like, Oh, this is actually great because it's going to prove what our thesis, what our argument was it like, yeah, it still makes sense to do it while it's going down. And so it was a good opportunity to like prove it. And it's, and it's, and it's better because if our little get on zero movement, if we did it when the price was going up and it was blasting up, right then it wouldn't mean anything because everyone, every single scam that is out there works when the price of Bitcoin goes up. It's when the Bitcoin, when you have a bear market and it starts going down and it keeps going down and there's no sign of it stopping going down, that's when it blows up. So if we can start at the highest price that Bitcoin's ever been and ride it down for nine months, can like all just keep going down the whole time and we're still actually more resolved than we were when we started being like, no, this was the right move. This is the thing to do. Then it really adds credibility to it and it just builds up confidence. So it's like, I mean, obviously I want to see the price of Bitcoin go up. Um, I want to destroy this fiat system as soon as we can, but um, I'm also happy to buy cheap Bitcoin. And really the key is it's like, don't be a, don't be a loser and like have a positive cash flow. (laughs) (laughs) because if you're making money and you're buying bitcoin when you make money and the price is going down and you got to sell some bitcoin well you're still if the price is going down you got a paycheck the price goes down and you have to pay your credit card bill so you got to liquidate bitcoin so you lost a little bit of value there but then the price keeps going down and here's another paycheck so you're getting more bitcoin so um, yeah, hey. so you're yeah, basically it's, it's, buying. It's, you're still getting a positive net at that point, right? Yeah, have a positive cash flow, and there's various strategies to do it. Like I go when I get my paycheck, it all immediately goes to Bitcoin. Uh, I know Slappy does it a little bit different. There's other, and I used to do this too. Is that when you've got your your like your mortgage or your rent, your credit card bill, and other bills, when you get a paycheck and those bills are sitting there for you. You pay them off any excess and then any excess for any paycheck that you have, it just all goes to Bitcoin. So that way you don't have to liquidate any Bitcoin. So you don't have to worry about capital gains taxes and everything. And you're actually doing a little bit better as the price is going down. Uh, And we've talked about that uh, because I've been tracking uh, my performance of get on zero um, and saying like, yeah, if I had like timed the market, which is impossible to do, yeah, I'd have more Bitcoin. Because the price is going down, obviously. But like, and so Slappy is outperforming me right now because he's doing the strategy where he pays off all his fiat obligations and then puts the excess into Bitcoin. Um, But when the price of Bitcoin goes up, then I'm going to outperform everybody else because you want to buy Bitcoin as soon as you can, as soon as you have access to, to money to buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin right away. And you want to delay spending it for as long as you can because you're assuming that the price is going to go up. So you have way more purchasing power 
uh, compared to your dollar. So, I mean, the ideal case is that your paycheck in January pays all of your years, the expenses for like, right. For, for a long time. And everything right. else is just gravy and savings. Right. So, all right, let's talk That's about if you this. have a huge, you know, a huge price increase. Right. Uh, let's talk about this. So when did you guys start the get on zero or who started it or, you, you know, cause the only people that I saw talking about it originally was you like it was get on zero. Okay. And then I saw car talking about it. Who started it? Like, were you involved in that? I know you're a big part in it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's <laughs> been, there's been, uh, there's been people that have been living on Bitcoin for a while. Yes, um, I know that. I too. know. Yeah, Max Hillebrand's a guy, and we got to get him on the podcast because he was he he was doing it for years um, before, and I remember being critical of him for being like, "You can't, you can't, no, no, no you can't do that. No, that's just bad. Don't tell her on the show." Isn't it so funny and, how that shit happens? Where you're just like, yeah. so critical of something, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm doing it." It's five years later. This is me. Bet you're wondering yep. how I got here. <laughs> hmm. But uh, but like the actual coining of the phrase "get on zero, uh, it was mostly J.W. Weatherman and heavily armed clown, and then I kind of jumped in on it. So I was like, "I'll do a website." And like like Slappy and I have been trying to find a niche for our podcast forever. Yeah, <laughs> in like the for like the five or six years we've been doing the podcast, trying to find our niche, and we finally this is our like the get on zero thing is finally our niche. So we're like, yeah, we'll just kind of turn our podcast into this. So, um, yeah, it was mostly those guys and, uh, and me, I guess, uh, around uh, September, October, 2021, basically whenever the, the price was <laughs> at its maximum, at its it was max- like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I'm a bitch and we've said this many times on the podcast typo is too. We're just like, yeah, it sounds awesome. And it's exactly what I believe in but I can't do it. Like I'm such a bitch about it. Like I can't do it <laughs> for years and years and years. I thought about it. It'd be really cool to just like bought all my money into Bitcoin. We've all, we're all where you are. I mean, it takes, um, it takes time. Uh, it's as bullish as you are and you think you are, there's still, you can still be way more bullish about it. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, don't, don't beat yourself up too much, although you're, you're a faggot for not. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, it, it's it's like you can't feel, change wait, wait, wait. the way that you feel. How did it feel that day that you were just like, I'm doing it? Like, how did it feel? <sighs> I don't know. So it's funny because like January of 2021. Um, I kind of decided to that I that's what I wanted to do, but I had this like stupid plan where I was like, "All right, well, I've got like some stocks that I'm just going to kind of like use that to pay off my month to month expenses, and all my paychecks going to go all into Bitcoin." And you know, I was assuming that the stuff because they're all like it was like I was Square and MicroStrategy and stuff, so it was all Bitcoin. So I just they're just going to keep on going up. Um, so I had it in my mind for a while that I wanted to do it, but it was such a stupid strategy. And like the idea I was going to delay it was, was just silly instead of just jumping in right away. Um, but when I finally did it, I mean, uh, 
So it took, it wasn't all in one, one fell swoop because I still, I didn't convert my, you know, I'm going to reveal some dark uh, secrets and lies that I'm not, I'm not totally pure. I had a, uh, an IRA from like previous jobs and stuff that was pretty sizable that I didn't, I finally liquidated it in December and January. And I still have my 401k from my last job that I need to convert into it. So there, there's some, there's some money still hanging out there, but I guess that was like really the, the moment, um, when I liquidated the 401 or the, the IRA and I like, I liquidated it as in I paid the taxes, the income tax and the penalty on it. So that was really like the moment where it's like, all right, here I go because the tax bill on this. So I split it up. Um, I liquidated the one half of it in December and the other half of it in January. And that the price of Bitcoin is around $40,000. And so it, the price had dipped a bunch. And I was like getting scared because I was thinking that the price was going to shoot up. And so I was like, I got to do this now. And I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm only liquidating the first half right now. I got to wait another two weeks before I do that. Oh, the, the price is going to go up. Little did I know it was going to, you know, cut in half again from that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but that was like the real point of no return. And then I got the uh, this year's tax bill. Um, <laughs> it's like more than a lot of people making a year. Oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> But, uh, but you know, the IRA is, uh, the IRA, the IRA, the IRS, um, <laughs> we're talking about the Irish right now. Let's go. I mean, both terrorist organizations. So <laughs> <laughs> when, um, uh, would you say that Bitcoin is an inflation hedge in the long run? Yes. I mean, obviously in the short run over the last nine months, it's, it's been dropping in price, but if you have, long-term wealth that you want to protect then absolutely like because we know i mean fiat money always has the same outcome they inflate it into oblivion because no human can resist doing that like there was uh i forget where i i gotta i gotta find out where this was and when it was but there was some some place years and years ago um where if they found out that the person who was in charge of the money, like the mint um, was cheating people as in inflating the money, like coin, coin clipping and stuff. They would give you like a week or something, like a week or two to pay everyone back what you owed them. And if you didn't pay them back, then they would like drag you but like from the ankles by a horse around the town and just like torture you until you die. They they like just killed you in the most horrific way possible. This was their way to say like you need to be absolutely honest with how you're minting money and you can't inflate it and you can't cheat. And it didn't work. People still did it. And they and they murdered them in this horrendous way and people still did it. So there is just it's impossible. Like if you, no matter who you are, you are going to do it. Like you could put Ron Paul in charge of it and he would screw it up because he's human. And there's no way that like anyone's capable of not, you know, giving into that temptation. 
It's like the uh, idea of ultimate even, yeah. power corrupts ultimately. Like it's just mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. I just. Cause everyone's going to have their thing where it's like, well, I'll print this money for this thing, for this really good cause. And you and I, we, we all might agree that it's a really good cause and then it should get more funding. But like, what does that lead to? It, it just, it, just kind of it's that slippery slope of like if i do it for this really really super important thing you do that for that and it's like well this is also pretty important and then all of a sudden we're like you know funding uh you know sex women studies for four-year-olds yeah yeah (laughs) and like studying a shrimp running on a treadmill or something which (laughs) yes they did well speaking well actually uh speaking of like government what do you think what do you think about government regulation on bitcoin and if that happens what that leads to yeah um i think that governments now generally understand what i think it's a mixed bag I think there are a lot of people in government that just still have no freaking clue about anything about Bitcoin. But I think there's also a lot of people that are ultimately pulling the strings that get it because they understand their, if you understand the fiat system, then you necessarily understand Bitcoin. Right. Um, And for those people that really understand stuff, I think they realize that Bitcoin's inevitable. And the only thing they can do is kind of delay that inevitability. And in the meantime, gain an advantage for themselves. So in that sense, they might um, have some like surface regulations that are annoying and stupid, but it's just because they're bullish on Bitcoin and want to get as much as they can. Um, And then there's other things like you saw El Salvador adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. There's the Central Mm -hmm. African Republic that's moving towards that. And other countries are kind of talking about it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's really dependent on on the individual country and what's going on there. um, Because you have a lot to gain, but also a lot to lose. So Bitcoin is the end of the, like signals the end of the nation state. Um, Governments as we know it will not exist under a Bitcoin standard because it doesn't allow them to, to have the power that that they have. Um, But also at the same time, individuals can get very wealthy from being in Bitcoin right now. So obviously governments have a lot of reason to be anti-Bitcoin, but individuals within government have a lot of reasons to be pro Bitcoin, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, it's, it's the, it's too late um, for governments to really try to be aggressive against Bitcoin because their balls are in a mousetrap and it's a game of whose mousetrap snaps last. If you know, like the United States can come and start being really aggressive against Bitcoin but that just creates an opportunity for someone like China or Russia to say, you know what, we're going to, we're the other world superpower and we're going to be really friendly towards Bitcoin because we understand that's where the economic uh, gains are going to come from. And so, all right, United States is going to be really negative about it. All right, well, we'll just steal their hegemony in the world as, as a world power. Uh, right. and, and the same I goes think Russia has kind of been doing that too. 
Yeah. Um, They've talked about I mean, it at least. It's, it's been more in their press than anything else I've seen. Right. It's uh, I think they just kind of like did some sort of ban on Bitcoin or, or something too. But like, I don't think it really matters. But the fact that like when they ask like someone high up in the Russian government, like, will you accept Bitcoin payments for, you know, international settlement? And they go like, yeah, why not? As opposed to like, what's Bitcoin? I mean, that's that's really yeah. good. Regardless of like what stupid little laws they make about people being able to, you know, hold Bitcoin, which people are going to ignore anyway. Um, like it's just on this uh, great, great trajectory. The other thing, too, is, is the dollar is weakening and Russia is just like absolutely pummeling the rest of the world with like the the energy trade. And just like kind of swinging their dicks around being like, <laughs> you can't do anything. That's that's why they invaded the Ukraine with impunity, because they saw that Europe was destroying their own energy markets and Russia was where they get all their, their oil and energy. So they're just like, you can't do Thanks, anything. Germany. Like, we're, yeah, we're just going to do what we want and you can't do anything about it because you are going to die without us because we have... We have your energy sources because you're shutting down all your fossil fuel plants and and uh, and nuclear plants for stupid, you know, gay whatever, uh, like windmills. It's which is not going to work. I mean, they just like they. It was like Europe just said Russia go ahead and invade Ukraine by their by their energy policies. Um, but uh, like so, you have this like weakening of the euro you have i think the dollar is basically already dead we're on the other side of the death of the dollar yeah um so like there's going to be a lot of different currencies that are going to be used in international settlement and when you've got these a bunch of different currencies going on you still need that uh that kind of settle like that that standard settlement thing and i think that's where bitcoin has an opportunity it's not going to happen tomorrow it's not going to happen next week, but over time, um, I think Bitcoin's going to take the role as this like kind of global monetary settlement uh, to kind of just be that uh, be that reserve money for right. for all of these different currency trades because it's real like when when you have a bunch of different monies and currencies in circulation and in trade then it's ba- then you're bartering it's like it's not like it's, you yeah. you lose the usefulness of money so you need that thing that ultimate like ledger which is bitcoin to be like all right well this is the thing that we're trading against everything ultimately mm-hmm. and then if you're just being like well I'm going to trade my rubles for bitcoin so I can trade bitcoin for lira Right. Then it's like, why am I doing, why not just use Bitcoin? Because ultimately that's what people are trading for anyway. Well, and that's the thing, like it, it only takes one big one, right? Like it, yeah, it might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen next week, but it fucking could. Like it could take one, one really big transaction from one company to another, or one, not company. I guess I look at them as companies, one country to another where they're like, Hey, this isn't trading very well right now. So we're not going to use the U S dollar, because who knows what it's going to be worth. They just don't have the, you know, if it's somebody trading with Russia, they're like, yeah, we, you guys aren't even able to use this on the other side. So we're going to use a different system to pay you guys for what we need specifically or Russia vice versa. And then they pay it out in Bitcoin. And then other countries are going to get the fucking memo basically off of that. It, 
it may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week, but it fucking could. And I think that's that's the thing that makes me so excited about Bitcoin and why, well, first, why we wanted to have you on was because it's just like, it's at a certain point, it's like you said, we're we're on the downward slope of the dollar. Like we're, it's already, we're past the point of where it's, it's run its course. So if there's a currency that I trust in and that I want to be involved in that I think actually is beneficial and more and goes directly to what I believe in, it's Bitcoin. So it's super, it's just, it's just awesome to hear other things that you think inside your head, but you don't hear other people talk about all the time. Um, so yeah, man. It was, it's, it's just like refreshing every once in a while. <laughs> What I I think, I think with the I real quick I just think with the regulation I think they like I don't think I honestly don't think they're gonna try to ban it just because I don't think they can well they I mean, can I, yeah I right. mean I don't I don't think they'll even try just I, I just really don't see that but I do see them probably putting on some sort of like small regulation on it but the problem for them is that once they put on that regulation it kind of gives the green light to major corporations and majors investors because they don't want to touch it right now because there's no regulation on it. So once right. they that regulation comes, it could give a green light for major investors to really start putting their assets into Bitcoin. And I think, so I think even them deciding if they want to regulate it or not, their balls are in a mousetrap, like you said. It's like crazy it's almost to like think a about lose it. Loop. Yeah, it's crazy to think about that it's both an asset and a currency. It fucking blows my mind every time I think about it. But it's only an asset because it's where when it's based off the US dollar, is it an asset and the other side? And but at the same time, it's not even that. It's just in itself having what it does and what it's capable of is an asset to the definition of it. And it can be used as a currency. It's fucking wild. Yeah. And typo, that is a really good point that you brought up about the regulation is because you hear a lot of businesses and people up, you know, or, or, you know, publicly traded companies and everything. And they're like, well, we need the government to regulate it. And people go, you know, libertarians, how dare they want the government to regulate it? And it's like, yeah, I get it. I don't want the government to regulate it either. But from their perspective, if you've got a, you know, a bunch of shareholders that, you know, are expecting dividends and stuff and you want to go on this Bitcoin thing and you, you know, buy all this Bitcoin, put it on your balance sheet. And then tomorrow the government says, Oh, actually it's illegal. And we're going to seize it. If we know you have it or try to, and and when you're a, you know, publicly traded company, it's, they could do that a lot easier uh, than for someone like you and me. Um, then your shareholders are going to be pretty pissed off at you. So they just want the government to say, these are the rules that we're saying. And so there's some certainty about what they're able to do uh, with these businesses or how, how they're able to interact with Bitcoin and have, you know, not get a rug pulled out from under them. So it's, yeah, regulation's bad, but I think in the broader sense, when, when these people in these businesses talk about regulation, they just mean like, we just want to know what, how the government's going to treat this. So then once that happens, then we can actually make good plans and actually pursue it because otherwise it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty big risk for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's why I think like almost like corporate greed is going to get us to Bitcoin standard, dude, because they want in on it too. I mean, I, I, well, I think they, 
they know that's why they put all their money and other things on all these assets out there and stocks and whatever. They know that they know how to rig the system. They know they know exactly how the fiat system works. That's why they're at the top. That's why they do what they do. That, that that's how this uh, this corporate uh, or crony capitalist fascist system is going to destroy itself because once all these businesses start getting Bitcoin, uh, and then you know some some you know little loser idiot politicians i'm gonna ban bitcoin they're gonna be like hey man you want to get reelected? remember how <laughs> like we fund you and got you reelected? we have a lot of bitcoin and like don't screw with it and that's how politics works so it it's just like it's it's the government is a mouse i'm not even call them a rat even though you know rat has a nastier connotation but rats are kind of like tough and and mean and mice are like little wimpy things that you can just kind of like destroy pretty easily so we're going to call the the government a mouse and they're in this you drop them in this like little maze room thing and they got to go find the cheese but every place they turn is a mouse trap and that's what bitcoin is to them because Every move once once as Bitcoin continues to grow and operate and people more people start using it, every place the government turns is another mousetrap and they just get stuck and they can't go anywhere. And so if they can't go anywhere, they can't grow and they just have to start shrinking because they're subject to to the wrath of the market now. I mean, that's that's what that's what Bitcoin does because it's uh, money in, from the marketplace. That means it's rules from the marketplace as opposed to rules from the fiat, which is rules from the government. And so like when you're controlling the money because you're controlling fiat and you're controlling the rules and you do whatever you want. But as soon as, uh, um, you know, you don't have that power anymore then you're subject to something else. And, and when the, when the market is determining the rules of the money, the game's over and they have to either immediately die or play ball with, with how the, the monetary system works. And the only way they play ball is by drastically shrinking the size and their scope. So it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I don't see how you can be anything but bullish about it. And my cat's up here starting to chew on wires. <laughs> he must, he must, he must be a Monero guy. <laughs> uh, well, the, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you. So you were talking about how you do the get on zero one way and, and Slappy does it a different way. How in your particular, every paycheck, obviously it goes straight into Bitcoin. How do you convert that back? And because that's what I, that's the questions that I get asked a lot is how do you convert that back and then use it to pay your bills and things like that? Yeah. Um, so I use a service called level. Um, they're like kind of a, like a banking service where, um, you have a, you know, checking account with them and they've got, you know, your regular direct deposit stuff with it. And so I direct deposit my paycheck right into that and I convert it to Bitcoin. And then, um, since I have a routing number and account number with them, I just set up my, uh, mortgage and my credit card payments to just go, go through that. So when it's time for those bills to come in, I just go into the app and 
convert uh, out of Bitcoin into fiat and send it out. Um, you can like strikes another app. Uh, I think it's a little strikes a little more popular and has better automation. Um, but you can do that there too. Uh, you can set up direct deposit with strike and they'll automatically convert to Bitcoin. And then you can, uh, send out, uh, ACH transfers out to, okay. to pay for stuff. So I don't know that there's really someone that does it like, like what we want, what we, the get on zero people have been screaming for and levels working on it. And I think a lot of other companies are too, is that, um, that you just, I just want to be able to hold a Bitcoin balance right. in my bank account and then set up automatic bill pay, automatic, you know, transfers and mm-hmm. everything. So that when, when they get pinged, like, Hey, uh, Rollo's mortgage payment is the automatic payments going through. They just deduct from the Bitcoin balance in the app and send it out as, as, uh, as dollars. Um, I, I'm not aware of anyone that's like really doing that yet. Um, but like, that's the next step. And once that happens, because people don't, people don't want to have the manual process. I'm a nerd. That's, I like this yeah. stuff. So I'm I'm happy to do it. But most people and I'm not bl- I'm not saying it's 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 they're being stupid or lazy about it, but like we're we're used to that automation, we're used to that convenience. It is yes, you know, I have eighteen thousand notifications in my phone to make sure I don't miss a bill. Um so I mean and and the only way this can work is if it's as convenient or more convenient than, than the existing system. That's why like the stupid electric cars aren't going to work because it's not convenient. They're less convenient. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It, 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 the, the, um, the experience needs to be at least as good as the existing one. So um, that's the next big thing. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned level. That's why I use, I'm not like married to them, you know, whatever. Like I don't care if you use it or not. Uh, I, strike is good. Um, if you find another service that's, that's out there and, and suits your needs, um, then like go for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple, I think, uh, actually I think, uh, uh, bit refill does something like that now too. Do they? Um, I is think that their the functionality one that, that came out better? Yeah. Is that the one that came out with their own Bitcoin, like credit card or debit card or whatever? There's something out there that's like got their own Bitcoin card. And I can't remember um, who it is. I don't know. I'm sure I could. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I think that what you're talking about is it's like a debit card, and you ha- you still have to like convert. Converted into yeah. Uh, uh, and but uh, but Cash App is another thing that you can direct deposit into. Like I think that's probably the easiest for most people because most people have a lot of people have Cash App. Yeah. And you can, they give you a routing number, like a checking account and they have a debit card. Um, right. so that's probably would be like a real easy thing for most people is that you just, you just do everything through that. Um, yeah, just make sure you keep it off of cash app and then send it to cash app and then transfer it. Because if well, you leave all of your stuff on cash app, I, I, for me personally, I don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so it's funny. Cause it's like, not your keys, not your coins, but like it's a, you have a, like a checking account that if you're not on zero and you're doing like you're, you have a, a checking account where your, your rent or your mortgage or your credit card and your paycheck is flowing through and you're keeping a certain amount custodied with that bank. 
And so if you're comfortable with the bank holding that value that fiat there and you're not converting that fiat to Bitcoin for whatever reason, um, you're basic like that's lost Bitcoin basically. Like any any dollars that you have could be Bitcoin if you wanted it to. Right. Um, so if you're willing to have that potential Bitcoin with a with a custodian for convenience, then because there's because the cash flows in and out in and out, then why not just hold that as Bitcoin for the same value, but you get some benefit from it. So I actually do hold a balance um on on level uh just out of convenience like i'm not holding my yeah. life savings on it it's enough to you know manage my monthly cash flows to so that i'm not like having to like send bitcoin to it cuz it's exp- right. you know it could be expensive to move bitcoin around so um you know as far as your your long term holdings and everything stuff that's that savings you don't intend to spend like absolutely get off that off exchanges don't leave bitcoin in general on exchanges but if you've got a modest amount like your monthly expenses on an, on an exchange like level or cash app or strike i think it's perfectly reasonable to do that especially if you're willing to custody that same amount of of wealth with a traditional bank because like what's the difference if you're will because that bank is just as likely to just say, you know what, you don't have access to this anymore, right? As the as as any other financial service like that that's doing Bitcoin. So, yeah, I guess um, that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny because like we're so used to the meme in Bitcoin of like not, not your keys, not your coins, and like don't have any Bitcoin right. on the exchange. But if you're having regular cash flows in and out, you know, it's it's and it's up to the individual what you're comfortable with. I'm not going to say that there's a certain amount that you should keep on it or shouldn't. Um, it's, it's up to you to decide. And Hey, if you're, if you're fine with the manual process of, of you get paid and you convert it to Bitcoin and you send it right off the exchange. And then when it's time to pay your expenses, you send the Bitcoin back and you're okay with managing that we're power to you. That's yeah. not, that's not wrong. You know, it's just, you got to manage, manage your risks a little bit. So, yeah, so I think, think I, about, I, I, I was just going to say the one thing that I know Typo and I have started to use just because we're not on like the get on zero level yet, but I might be after the end of this podcast because uh, <laughs> I'm tired of being a bitch about it. Uh, uh, we've been using uh, the Fold app, uh, mm-hmm. which it uh, it gives you, it's basically like all those other money back applications that you can get on your phone, whether it's upside or anything else. But instead of getting you US dollars back, it gives you stats or sats stats it gives you uh sats back which is pretty dope and you can also end up getting to uh you could win on your spins or whatever uh, a whole bitcoin which is probably the only way i'll ever get a bitcoin at this point um (laughs) so that's why i use it but it's it's uh you can use it anywhere too and i've since it's finally gotten to this point where you can automatically directly you know, put money into it. Yeah. It's got an instant transfer, which is fucking dope because I'm tired of, you know, three to five days to put in money into anything. It's we're just at that time period in human civilization where it shouldn't take me forever to go from one thing to the other. And so that's the only reason why I like fold. If you're not on the get on zero level yet, 
um, that's something that you can start in using and basically start getting some sats up for all those people out there that don't have anything. Yeah. I mean, some people use that who are in on zero use fold in their process. Um, I haven't, I, I think a while I played with it a little bit, but I don't use fold, but yeah, plenty of people use it as part of their process. So yeah, yeah it's just more for the people that are like with. nervous about Bitcoin. Like that's, that's what I meant yeah. it for was the people that are nervous. No, no but, but I'm saying is there's, there's plenty of people that are like me on zero, like me that have fold as part of their process because of the, I mean, it's another step. Um, but you know, yeah. they, they get the benefit of getting some Bitcoin back. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I had a, a little uh, point or something, but yeah, whatever. doesn't matter. What do you, what do you got on your whiteboard back there? What's, what's that? And it looks like. looks like science shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of is. So I haven't, I have that whiteboard there for stuff. Um, on the right side, it's got stuff for like stuff that I wanted to do like yard work to, like, <laughs> so I could erase it. Um, and it says the bottom one says clean siding which I did like two or three years ago. (laughs) And now it's it's dirty again. What's your, what's your graph Uh, back there? What's the graph? Yeah. So that actually is kind of sciencey stuff. My brother was over and my, my previous job. So I'm an engineer in petrochemicals. And for most of my career, I was a fixed equipment engineer which mm-hmm. means all of the stuff that doesn't have moving parts. Right. Um, so like piping, heat exchangers, vessels, heaters, boilers, that kind of stuff. Um, and the other half of that uh, reliability engineer kind of thing is, uh, is rotating equipment. So like pumps, compressors and stuff. And my brother grew up kind of as a rotating equipment engineer. And my last job before this job, I was just like a general reliability engineer. So I had pumps all of a sudden. And so that is a chart showing um, your time to failure for rotating equipment based on vibration. Okay. Uh, and my brother See, was explaining like, to me. So. so this is your your whiteboard and then like – on typo and I's whiteboard when we lived together, it was like our drunk conversation. Cause I feel like that's a drunk conversation, you know, like, dude, I don't <laughs> understand what the fuck you're talking about on the vibration. And like, what's the level. And he showed you on this whiteboard, but see typo and I's conversation is like, this is the amount of times you said more points in a night. And I don't know what you're talking about on these more points. <laughs> and so like, this is me writing it out. So I just thought it was interesting because it looked all nice and fancy. Your I'm cat's surprised like surprised you could you guys could like see that. Yeah, like actually, yeah, like, it looks pretty good. Nice. Got a good camera. I also I also had a question. This one I feel like this is a dumb question, so I, I waited to the end to ask it. <laughs> Sorry, this but... is what's going on right now. My cat's attached to my shirt. Dude, your cat's huge. That's a big ass cat. <laughs> Is he? I think he's just kind of average size. I don't know. I had a street cat when I was growing up. So he was, he was like skinny and like wiry. Okay. Yeah. But what, what was your dumb question? I think it's the same question. I had the same question. So I can't call your question dumb because I'm just as dumb yeah. for asking it. So, well, I, I do. I don't really listen to too many like Bitcoin podcasts that often, but sometimes maybe like an episode where someone talks about it and I hear the term. Mm-hmm 
stable coin get thrown around a lot? And I have no idea what that is. Can you enlighten me? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that, that is a good question. Um, so all stable coin is, is that it is a basically like a synthetic dollar. So on, on some cryptocurrencies blockchain, whether it's Bitcoin or, or something else. And so synthetic dollar, just meaning that it's like a money certificate for a dollar. So like what a lot of these stable coins do is that they buy dollars and then release the stable coin version of the dollar. So they're supposed to have like a one-to-one peg. And so, but what it allows it to do is that you don't have to use the normal like legacy fiat rails for payments and stuff. You can leverage like Bitcoin, um, that network to move dollars around. So it makes it a lot cheaper and easier and faster um, to get settlement on those dollars, but it's a layer above it. So it's kind of like um, if you think about like having physical gold as your money and then you start, you have paper gold to make the transfer easier. It's basically the same thing. It's like a, it's not, obviously it's digital, but it's like a paper version of the dollar if that makes sense. So it's okay, just a way, yes. it's another layer on top of um, the existing money in order to make transactions easier. Um, so there's different ways they do it. There was one, I forget what it was. Was it, was it the Luna thing that blew up recently where they like tried to have some algorithm like control the amount of tokens that were, it was just totally just the dumbest thing in the world. Um, and it blew up, not surprisingly, but like tethers one where they actually like manually manage, um, how many tether are out there based on how many dollars there are. And they've actually stayed solvent for a while. Um, so it's just, a you know, you have Bitcoin transfer and, and all this other stuff going around all, all around and people want to trade it and they want to be able to send money back and forth very quickly. It's just a convenient way for them to send dollars back and forth um, without having to wait for that terrible ACH transfer system and wire system to like take three days, three to five days to to halfway settle something. But gotcha. they can they can move dollars around instantly, basically. Okay. Yeah. I, so I just, it's that kind was of way a lot off. of crypto. Yeah, I I was thinking it was like some sort of new other cryptocurrency. Like that's what I thought. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's a way to move dollars instantly, basically, leveraging okay. whoever's network. Yeah, gotcha. That's not too so. Crazy, it's man. like, yeah, it, it's it's obviously like it's still dollars, but like it's an inevitable step. Because, you know, we're here with dollars, like we have to transition somehow out of them. So it's an inevitable, inevitable step, basically, that's going to happen um, that you start digitizing uh, that asset because everything else is digital. So is this like when like, the U.S. government like a necessary talks evil? Gotcha. Is this like when the U.S. government saying that they're going to come out with their would a stable coin be the U.S. government coming out with their own digital currency? Oh, uh, like the, uh, what do they call it? The, um, why oh, blanking on it? Um, yeah, they just had, they just talked about it recently. Yeah. yeah that some term, uh, yeah, they're, they're fed coin or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, CBDC. That's, that's, 
Yeah, central bank digital currencies. Now that yes. would be a little bit different. That would just okay. be that they just they just create a new currency altogether. Okay. Like they that's reset what I said everything, but it's just it's it's all totally digital, and they just change. They they, they use the the Bitcoin crypto kind of niche idea behind it, but but they yeah. still ultimately control everything. It's just like settlement stuff just might be quicker. But they still have ultimate control and they still it's it's not it's not a cryptocurrency, excuse me, in the sense that it's like decentralized and and, yeah. you know, people are running, still like, running a node for that would be totally useless because you yeah. have no control over the rules. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude, it's it's going to be interesting because I feel like they're they're trying to slam it just to. To, you know, try to make some bang for their buck on the idea of what cryptocurrencies are and they i feel like they would be like all right we have a lot more control over this than we do paper money and so it feels like that's something that they're going to move to and i think it'd be really interesting if they did because it just shows how fucked the regular paper money is in general yeah i mean the dollar's dead and so they have to do something to transition out of it and so this is kind of probably their way to buy a little bit of time and to ride the wave of Bitcoin a little bit. It's like, oh, you can have a cryptocurrency too. And you'll have <laughs> you know, all the midwits go, oh, wow, this is great. This is fantastic. And they'll, and they'll get a chance to up, update their systems and, and to gain a little bit more control over stuff. Uh, it'll be easier for them probably to be like, oh, uh, hey, you know, you've bought too many hamburgers this week. You've reached your right. red meat limit. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's only going to show... It's it's only going to get people a little bit more used to having a digital money and then also at the same time prove why Bitcoin's so important to have. So it's another mousetrap that gets dropped <laughs> into their into the little maze that like that they're setting up on this. So but but they have to do it because the dollar's dead. They have to reset the money and um I guess this is the best way they figured figured they can kind of delay the inevitable. Interesting. Interesting. It's great. It's like be- we're not, we're libertarians. We're loose. We're so used to being like autistic losers that lose it. Everything. I know. <laughs> and Bitcoin like is like, now we're autistic winners. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. Just, it, it's super weird. It's, it's incredibly weird. And I, I think I've said it on the last like 10 podcasts, but the next 10 years are going to be the most interesting time ever in the history of humanity to me. Like it's what a time to be alive. Yeah. We like just it, get to sit there and lean back and like, it's, it's near the end, like you're playing chess and it's near the end. And the other guy's like, he can only move his King and he, and he kind of moves it and you just shake your head like, Nope, don't do that. And then he takes it back and every place he moves any piece, you're just like smiling, giggling, like, <laughs> You're going to lose. Yeah. Because and, and then that, they eventually have to make a move and then they lose. Yeah. Regardless of if it's monetary policy or anything else, like no, whatever the buzzword of the day is, they've created such a system where wherever they move now, it's wrong on one side or the other or that side or this side or up, down, left, right. Like each side is 
it's going to be wrong for somebody that they've created this group that has some sort of power at, at a minimalist like standpoint and they're they've just fucked themselves they back themselves into such a corner that it's like the epitome of what structure is in humanity is like just breaking down when it comes to power structures and it's like the only true power structure is <laughs> the individual and it's come down to the point where it's like I think that I'm I've been fully vindicated on everything that I've thought since I've came into this idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a real world case of a socialist trying to claim moral superiority and explaining why they're ethical but also a socialist. Like every move yeah. they make is a contradiction and they just can't like the only thing they can do is admit they're wrong and capitulate. It's the only way they can square the circle. And they you can't. just like sit back and just like, you just sit back and let them go and smile as they just, you see the smoke coming out of their ears. It's great. It's amazing. Like it, it, it it's like not, not that I want to say like, you don't have to do anything, but it's, it's yeah. kind of like on autopilot. You just have to do all you have to do is just do your thing. Just keep accumulating Bitcoin Run your node, you know, enforce your rules as you want them. Keep being productive and don't give that production to the state by holding fiat. Keep that production, that value you've created to yourself and those that you want to distribute that to by holding Bitcoin. And yeah. the rest kind of works itself out. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's awesome. Like, you know, we, we live in such a clown world and like, I am just so frustrated by the world and the people around me, but at the same time, like, holy cow, like we are so lucky to be yeah. where we are with the understanding that we have in the world. It's not like everyone thinks like you look back in history and like, uh, you know, the French revolution, the American revolution, and you think, oh man, what was it like? What was it like to, for those people to be like during those times, man, what were they thinking? thinking the same exact thing we're thinking right now. We're in the middle of a revolution and most people have no idea what's going no idea. on. No idea. And they're going to wake up one day and the world's going to be a little different and they're just going to kind of go along with it. And we're going to sit there and go like, holy cow, holy cow, holy cow. Did you guys see that? Cause I saw it. You saw it. Cool. No one, no one else realized just what happened. Holy cow. <laughs> holy cow. We won. It's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, I love it. We're gonna wake up. It's 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 like with cell phones, smartphones. Yeah. Like the you know, remember like the, the first internet. <laughs> your friend, yeah, your friend had got a got a smartphone. Like, wow, this is cool. And you're playing that like impossible game with like the don't press the red button, and you press yeah. the red button. Remember that? <laughs> it was like the first pop. And uh, like, wow, this is crazy. And like, man, I don't think I'll ever get one of these. And then like a little while later, all of a sudden, everyone has this as a smartphone, and there was never a moment. Where it was like the okay, this is this was the moment that it just suddenly you just kind of look around and you're like, wow, things are totally different. And I never really noticed the pivot point. Yeah. I think that's the same thing's gonna happen with Bitcoin. One day we're just gonna be like, hey, remember when we like used fiat? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then we're gonna and, and we're gonna tell our kids like yeah they're used to and they're gonna think we're we're making it up 
And they're yeah. going to think we're like such old fuddy duddies being like, cause like I try to explain to my nephews now, like, and you guys can just like go on YouTube or whatever and find whatever you want and watch it. Like back in the day when I was your age, we had to, I don't even, we didn't have a VC. Maybe. Yeah, we did have a VCR. Uh, you had to like record stuff on TV and yeah. maybe you were, you were savvy enough with the VCR to put it on a timer to record yeah. something yeah or just but like be it up just seems at, so far yeah or just be you you just knew when your show came on you had to be there at 4 p.m when you get off school whatever your, your favorite yep. cartoon or show came on you had to be there and if you weren't there you missed it and that's it yep. you just missed it you had to wait till next week <laughs> and how how did you know it was on well you either had to sit there on the on i think it was channel 64 when i was growing up the tv guy yeah, channel the tv guy channel all the things to scroll through or you get the sunday paper and you yep. pull out the little the insert that had the programming for the week on it like yep. that wasn't that long ago but that's that what wasn't. we did <laughs> it wasn't that long ago God, it seems it's so ancient. <laughs> it seems so ancient because like now you can either you're streaming everything or if you have to watch, you know, a live program, it's on a fucking app that you get to watch. And once it airs once, you can go back and watch it anytime you want to. Like I, I, I love the UFC fights. So I have ESPN plus. And if I miss the fights, like the fights this weekend, uh, they're going to be at 9 a.m. If I miss the first fight, like I can go and watch the first fight in between the live stream because <laughs> it's already going to be uploaded and sat there on ESPN plus. And I can watch that first fight or that second fight while they're getting ready for the next fight. And it's like, like, and I, it's just such a wild, like the internet is totally revolutionized and weaponized anything and everything. When we were kids, we did not imagine that that would even be possible. No. Like all, all this, like all this stuff we have now, we, it was, we couldn't even fathom it. So, and this was during a fiat system that was like really bad. Um, yeah. Imagine the stuff we're going to get under a Bitcoin standard. Like we have yeah. no clue what's around the corner, how much better life is going to be. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be the industrial revolution, but like on freaking steroids times a bajillion. Yeah. yeah you're going to be able to change your dick size anytime you want to. It's going to be <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> a million sets and you can change your dick size <laughs> you just plug it into the computer dude. <laughs> dude it's just it's just wild and it's 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 good to hear it from somebody else because typo and i sometimes we're just like get bogged down in the weeds of things of like what's going on in today so it's awesome to like talk to somebody that's like i said so bullish that you can not even take the risk because to you, I don't even feel like, like when I talk to you, it doesn't even sound like a risk in your head. Like, and that's awesome. Right. It's, it's, it's great. Holding to, fiat's it, the risk. Exactly. <laughs> and it, and I honestly believe that's the truth of the argument, but once you're so indoctrinated into the system, it's like, you still have that. What if they still win like mentality? And it's like, it doesn't, they can't like at a, at a certain point they can't and realizing that and hearing it from somebody outside your inner circle or from those people that are constantly around you on a day-to-day -day basis is it's just fucking good <laughs> yeah
Yeah, no, I'm happy to to pontificate about it and and talk about it. So yeah, it's uh, dude, it's fun. I mean, wh- wh- I don't know what kind of state of mind I'd be in without Bitcoin because I mean, the world is just fuck. It's just utterly insane. Like it's just so 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 unbelievably terrible. Um, yeah. Like to not have something to um to kind of like be hopeful about would just be brutal and and i say that but you know i have my 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 faith my catholic faith with which gives me hope i don't want to downplay that um but like it's uh it's it's nice to have something (laughs) something else on top of that too (laughs) you double down on it i i swear dude like uh so i i left my little town here in illinois when I joined the military and then I was gone for like 10 years. And when I came back, these fucking slot machines took over my town. They're everywhere. I don't know when, <laughs> when Illinois like legalized them or whatever, but if I, if I wasn't investing in Bitcoin, I'd probably be at those slot machines. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that would be like in my head, my best opportunity to get ahead in this uh, economy. Probably because that's what you have to do. Otherwise, it's because you have to throw your money into the into the stock market or something, and that's basically the same thing. Because no one knows what they're investing in, or even like, oh, you got your four hundred one k, and you think you're doing a great job of 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 managing your future, but like you're you're investing in the Vanguard Retirement Twenty Fifty Fund. Does anyone have any idea what what any of those investments are? Of course not. You're playing. You're, you're playing a slot machine that's got a seven percent winning chance. Like, what does that do? That, that's that's <laughs> all of it. I mean, it's the same thing, except it's it's yeah. not as fun as a as pulling an actual lever. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just a fucking wild time to be alive. I just keep going back to that. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I'm glad I found all of our like Twitter circle people and, and, and like the Childerberg crew um, to just kind of like, cause it's tough. Like I have some friends. I'm, I'm very fortunate. There you go. I like it. <laughs> I'm very fortunate that I have like people, <laughs> people in my, uh, in, in real life. I've got slappy. I've got uh buck who's been on the show a few times and uh, uh, not Greg M. Uh, yeah, he lives oh, close yeah. by and we we hang out. Yeah, I saw him the other night. And 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 a bunch of other people that are that are on the same page that I can like hang out in in real life. Uh a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people yeah. like they go to a libertarian event, like a big event they gotta travel to, and it's the first time they've like interacted in person with someone, things like them. Um so I'm extremely, extremely fortunate to have people in real life that that think in a similar way as me but at the same time like finding people on twitter and everything uh has is just like absolutely fantastic and actually you know in the case of of me and you typo we we actually are real life <laughs> you know we have met <laughs> yeah. each other in real life well, I, I mean, and our people yeah. i've met on twitter like J- you know jacob i've i've stayed at jacob's house before um jacob Lindsay, and and you know i've hung out with car a bunch i've met bird and a lot, a lot of other people. So it, uh, you know, is is terrible and brutally bad. Twitter can be, and social media is. It also opens up a lot of stuff that we can like find people that think the same way as we do, and like 
observe this crazy world that is uh, absolutely, a, you know, painful, but also fantastic and exciting to live in and like share, share this perspective with, with like-minded people. So it's, uh, you know, we all complain about Twitter and everything, but uh, at the end of the day, it, it is pretty fantastic because it does connect. Oh yeah. Connect a it's lot a dumpster people. fire, but it's my dumpster fire. Yeah. I love it. I love it's it. Great. I love it. <laughs> well, I, I think that's probably a good place to end it because that was a perfect uplift up note uh, spot to end yeah. it. So I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Where can everybody find you? Because I was looking at your for your Twitter account today and I realized the one that I know is suspended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me on. This this was a lot of fun. I can't believe man, we, we've been on like an hour and a half already. I think. Yeah, dude. Yes, and sir. it's all time, Bitcoin. Time Literally all by. Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, my, uh, the Rollo McFlugel account got, uh, got, got, got permabanned by a, uh, a transvestite libertarian party person. Oh um, yeah. So that, that the Rollo McFlugel account is no more. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to interact with me on Twitter at Liberty mugs is where oh. I, where I do my stuff now. Uh, but, uh, we also have the podcast, the Rollo and Slappy show that you can, uh, just type that in any uh, any of your podcatchers or or go to mcflugel.com. Also, we have uh, getonzerofiat.com where we assemble a lot of the uh, the Get On Zero podcasts um, that are out there, whether it's Rollo Slappy Show or other people associated with the Get On Zero thing. And then um, if you're interested in Bitcoin and don't really know about it um, and want to learn, we have Slappy and I and another friend of mine friend of ours have a site called bitcointrickle.com where we send you an email a couple times a week just with you know maybe one to three hundred words uh teaching you about bitcoin starting you from square one you don't have to have any sort of knowledge about anything we will get you from square one all the way to bitcoin so uh it's been like over a year since we've been on it and we like got to the point where we explained what money was and why money and sound money is important and we got to the point where like now it's time to teach you about bitcoin and then that's that was like uh september of 2021 i think or october that i kind of like stopped it but i've made it the point that at some point this summer we're gonna get it going again but that just means that you've got like a bunch of months of of stuff that you can you can get going on. So it, it's it's definitely worth just to uh, to get that uh, that initial hit, even if we never update it again. But uh, yeah, Perfect. those are those are the uh, places you can find us. Uh, yeah, that's cool, dude. <laughs> Luke just threw yeah, it go at to me, this but... website that we don't update anymore. but uh no it's a good spot to start yeah i just want to say thanks for coming on dude uh i would have to say like effectively you and car probably have changed me and luke's life more than anybody else honestly so thank (laughs) you for that i appreciate that that's awesome thank you no problem well i just want to say thanks again and uh i hope you guys fucking enjoyed uh that was an awesome conversation uh we're going to have to have you on again to talk about Bitcoin shit and just bullshit because I enjoy talking to you anyways. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed the shit show. That's it. We out. <laughs>